This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Boris Dieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dieri. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dieri has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Afternoon, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to Twitter Space Live after Watford 2, Arsenal 3. Well, what do you say about that? Let's hear your, let's hear your opinions. That's why we're here. We're here to get your opinions on that game. Personally, well, I think we're uh, very much looking down the barrel of relegation now. Were we supposed to get a result against Arsenal? Probably not, but the signs are there. Uh, I've got a request in already. Of course, Mr. Peter Remnant is with us. Good afternoon, Peter. How are you? You there, Pete? Can you hear me now? Yeah, hello, mate. Can you How you doing? Yeah, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, bit of a bit of a funny old, uh, funny old afternoon, really. Um, yeah. I thought. A lot of it wasn't too bad, and we had a number of decent performances in there. But I mean, it, the problem is you can't keep shooting yourself systematically in the foot and expecting to pick up any points. Um, no, no. I mean, I was saying to Carl that if we'd have played like that against some of the yeah, let's 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 call them lesser teams. I don't mean any disrespect by that, but if we if if we'd played like that against Wolves or against uh, Newcastle or against any of those other teams, Norwich, we would have got a result out of that game if we'd have played like that. Um, but, you know, today it just it was never going to be, I don't think. Uh, um, uh, you know, I agree. I mean, I mean, if you look at the stats, we had seven shots on target. They had four, but scored three. Um, is, that, is that the stats, yeah, is it? that's the stats as it is. I mean, they had 16 in total, don't get me wrong. They, you know, but don't forget, they also had Pepe in the team at one point. So they were going to have uh, high stats of off-target efforts at some point. But, um, yeah. Uh, they were very, very clinical in those moments that decided the game. Um, and, yeah. and in, you know, in somebody like Saka, they've got somebody who they can push the ball out to, 
and he can he can buy them time, he can move them up the field, and he can devastate you. Um, unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, in our central midfield, we had Tom Cleverley who can do exactly the same for them. Um, yes, which which was <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, me and my son were having a, a chat on the way back to the car, and it was like, well, you know, um, you know, Tom Cleverley would be a great signing for anybody who was playing in two thousand and nine. Unfortunately, yeah. um, you know, it, you just can't have that much time on the edge of your box against a Premiership team and dither mm. because that's. I'm sorry, that was exactly what happened. Um, Love yeah. the guy for everything that he's done, but he was absolutely off the money today. Um, you know, there was there was an, a whole host of poor passing decisions that went around uh, from it, which yeah. was a shame. And and for me, I, you know, with with Roy, God bless him, he knows what he's doing. I'm sure he does. But how loser got taken off? I know he put the ball out of play for what then transpired for their third goal. But at least he was mm. trying something. He's a progressive passer. Um, you know, KMB, mm. I quite I quite like, but he's not going to kind of open up a defence, whereas. Loser is bound to do that, and the reaction that Roy got to taking uh, loser yeah, off rather, than, rather than cleverly, yeah, yeah. and then cle- cleverly yeah. lasted till what the 88th minute when finally, oh right, yeah. we'll, have, we'll have a look at this Kalu. He's fast, he's useful. He was trying to go forward. Um, I don't imagine that if we hadn't have got that second goal from um, uh, from from Sissoko, um, that that Roy would have probably given him any time at all. But it was like, well, I've got to go and give it a go now. Um, yeah, it would have been a nice to have seen us a little bit more positive and on the front foot from a from a managerial sense. But then again, I agree with you completely. the The actual performance, um, if if we played better against the the lesser lights in that particular world, we we may well have got something. Um, yeah, and- I think so. Yep. Let's let's get uh, Pigeon. Um, I will get you in Terry shortly. Um, but Pidge, you should be able to speak now. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good mate, good mate. Um, I, for the life of me, I don't know why we didn't bring on Kalu with about 15 minutes to go, because I thought we played all right. It was just three silly mistakes that have cost us today. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right. What do you think in terms of how that's affected our chances of staying up or otherwise? Do you think it's insignificant <laughs> or do you think that's a dent or what do you think? That's, a, that's certainly a dent. I think we can. We've still got a chance with the the games coming up, but you know we've got to transmit. Oh, I think we might have lost you there, Pidge. I think you might have disappeared. You still there, mate? Come back on, Pidge, in a minute. Let's go to Terry. Hello, Terry. How you doing, mate? Hello, bud. Yeah, I'm not bad. How are you? Yeah, all right, mate. Not bad. What do you want to say? Uh, I think we played pretty well at times didn't we we looked fairly solid at times uh nice to see a different front three and get two goals out of them boys although obviously yeah Zoko getting one um yeah yes, in- encouraging football i still obviously which i for the life of me i don't know why loser got cut, taken off because cleverly was actually walking off at the time i thought not having a big go at cleverly but i thought clev should have I think you've got a bit of an icky uh, connection there, Pidge. Carry on when you can, mate. Um, Terry, you can finish making your point now if you want. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I think it was all right, mate. It was um, just just following on from Pidge's point. I think um, Loser was actually getting a bit aggravated. He was. I was pretty miffed at the time when he was subbed off because he was one of our best performers today. But I think watching him on the telly, there was just some shenanigans going on by their corner flag. 
Um, and maybe Roy saw a, a yellow or red imminent. So that may have been the case. Um, mm. Mm. But yeah, I think uh, there's there's some positives to take out of it. Obviously, no points, but we move on. We've got some uh, some games coming up that if we play like that, there's potential wins uh, for sure. Yeah, um, I'm inclined yeah, to agree I don't with know, you. Mate, I'm, yeah. I'm well, where we ever supposed to beat? Where we ever supposed to beat Spurs? I mean, uh, Spurs, Arsenal. Um, probably not. We probably weren't ever supposed to beat Arsenal, but I think we gave them a game in places. I think we made it too easy in places as well. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I feel as if we, we we actually played all right today, which I think is a positive I can take away from that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We must. What were the fa- we must what have were the fans like staying the ground? Was there plenty of encouragement, or was there lots of moaning and groaning? It was very quiet, really. I don't. There was a. It was very, very quiet. I thought in the ground today. I don't think there was very much in the way of encouragement towards the team. It, I, I thought it was quiet. What do you think, Peter? Well, it was a hard one because the. You know, we think we've gone 1-0 up after 20 seconds. I haven't seen a replay of that yet, but it didn't go to VAR, but it must have been close, but hey-ho. Um, and then, of course, we're down through uh, you know, through a goal pretty early on again, and it sort of seemed flat. I thought we buoyed up after, you know, what was undoubtedly the moment of the game with a with a tremendous goal from uh, from Hernandez, um, mm. you know, which was just... Which, which was almost reminiscent of um, Rooney against Man City a few a few years back. It was an absolute doozy, and everybody's kind of going there. It's it's everything's going. Everybody's kind of getting behind everything. Uh, the in fairness, the Arsenal fans were in good voice, um, and then unfortunately, cleverly kind of sucked the wind out of it uh, with that with that mistake because it was we we really felt I think for, at that thirty minute point that we were in the ascendancy, um, and it kind of took it away, um, and it kind of took it a little bit out of the atmosphere of the ground. And then, of course, we didn't get back into it and really kind of getting at them until a couple of minutes before the end. So, unfortunately, the scoreline and the way the, the goals went kind of slightly flattened the crowd. I didn't hear anybody kind of moaning or booing. You know, I mean, everybody's always going to kind of go, oh, bloody hell, we haven't won. But um, I didn't think it was too bad. No, totally yeah, agree. Cleverly, um cleverly had a, had a stonker again. Um, sorry, had a stinker again. Yeah, he, really, he did. He did. He gets the ball when you sort of hold your breath and you you look around for a respirator in case it all goes pear shaped. And yeah, <laughs> he, um, he, really, he really does. But he, you know what? He's really passionate. Like he obviously loves playing football and he's good at giving orders out. And um, another thing with loser is how he's genuinely a, a brilliant footballer. He always. Ask for the ball if Foster's yeah. got it or somebody else. He's always got his arm out. He's hungry for the ball, and he's very creative. You know, like we said last week, um, similar to Kapu. Um, but yeah, I think there's positive, man. We, we, we we're going to play. What is it? Wolves next, and um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. How we go. I just didn't, I just didn't understand why replacing loser with KMB. I mean, they're kind of similar in terms of they're both very left sided. They'll both keep the ball and give it and go again, etc. But but loser is that much more progressive. You know, he looks to to try to create something, whereas. KMB is somebody who will just keep the ball and keep going, and he's just like metronomic. And when you're three-one down, bringing somebody on who will just kind of help you sort of keep the ball but not progressive isn't really going to work. I think that was that was a frustration. I thought Arsenal caused some some interesting tactical dilemmas. I mean, because in the first five minutes, when they had it at the at the at the back, so uh, White or um, the other lad that they've got, I can't remember his name for the moment of me at, at centre back. They basically went three players 
wide on either side. So the fullback and the wide midfielder and the wide attacker all went really, really wide and they spread the pitch because, as we've said before, we defend extremely narrow and they would literally vacate the centre of the pitch apart from like Lacazette yeah. and I think it was probably something like Granite Xhaka who couldn't be bothered to run to the side. Um, and then they'd move it and with such quality they'd keep it and that was where the first goal came from because they, they moved it over to the to Arsenal's right, our left and Samir had been pulled right out to the byline and they basically kind of passed it through release Saka and then he failed to track with Odegaard but he was pulled right out the way of everything uh, you know, which is, you know, you really don't want your left-sided centre-back being pulled all that way out um, and it kind of, so it really caused us something and it was good that we got back into the game it was just unfortunate that that, that Saka punch kind of sucked the wind out of us unfortunately for that second goal that was that was the one for me uh, the third no. the third goal was a was a was you know I mean I know uh, Luther gave the ball away but it went out for a throw we went to sleep and they kind of bombed forward and worked a great finish from Martinelli uh, from the edge of the box as I say yeah. I think I think we're all in agreement the the actual performance you know not so bad and against a team in less clinical form than Arsenal we might have got something out of it but um, this is true unfortunately it wasn't. This is very true. Right, Carlos, I'm going to bring you in in a second. I know that Hemel's waiting to speak. I know that Greg is waiting to speak. I've also got some five-word match reviews, but let's bring Carlos in. Hello, Carlos. How are you guys? You all right? Go on, mate. Have your say. Come on. Well, uh, firstly, it was lovely to sit next to you uh, all afternoon, Justin. Um, <laughs> That's, no, I've got a feeling you might be being sarcastic there, Carlos. Yes, yes. I am being. What, um, what, 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 what have I done to upset you this afternoon? No, no, you've never upset me. You just, you just question uh, immortality at, 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 of what I say. Wherever I go, it's, it's always um, you ask the right questions and, it, and, and we have a proper debate and I like it. But me and you were having a debate during the game today. We were, we were yeah. very much. Can, so, I, yeah. can I ask a question? Sorry to interrupt. Yes. Was this was this the Kumbaya versus Eunice Kabul debate? Because uh, at one stage, no, I, I think I think the listeners need to hear this from a neutral standpoint. First of all, was that, uh, <laughs> it doesn't I, work. I, I, I had work. thought I had thought at one stage that the uh, you know Hernandez's goal in the first half would be the absolute high point of the first half, and then because I sit about three or four rows in front of Justin and Carl, I hear Justin trying to sing to the tune of Kumbaya, Eunice Kabul. No, that, that was, was Carl. Me. That, that was, was me. Carl. Oh, sorry, it was Carl. It was Carl. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. and I said it Yeah, picking him up. Well, yeah, that was that, that, Yeah, I, I I I take full responsibility for that, Peter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying is Kumbaya, three syllables, Yunus Kabul, four syllables, and also you're six years too late. But other than that, it was the next No, no, no. Yeah, because it, at the time I sang it, hang on, at the time I sang it, it was a free kick. I was yeah. expecting the... I, was expecting I, the, I, I know yeah. why you did it. Yeah, I know why yeah, you did yeah. it. Yeah, and it was... And in fact, if I can I just sing it a second? It was Yunus Kabul, my lord. Yunus Kabul. See, it works. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> That, that ain't right. Anyway, can we factor. talk about the game very quickly? Because I'm freezing. I want to go back into the pub. Yeah, go on. Okay. So today, um, Tom Cleverley needs a kick in the bollocks. Okay. Quite honestly, yeah. Uh, not 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 good. Not not what we need at this this stage. Um, I, I was listening very just before I joined, um, and we played really well. We do, we done okay today, um, but we just it's, it almost seems like you know when it's. You know, at that wrong point of time where something happens, you can see the goal at the wrong point. Um, 
and, and we keep doing that. We we, we, we keep um, we keep conceding a goal at the wrong point of time, just at those wrong moments. And quite honestly, guys, I, I think the sooner we can get used to going down, because that's where we're going, honestly and truthfully, I, I think the, the better it's going to be. Because I, I'm um, I'm done with this season. It is really, really just eggs well, me out this whole I think, season. I think what we should say, Carl, is the reason that we had a, a strong discussion, shall we yeah. say, is yeah. that I, I said to you, I can't yeah. think of any of the players that I'm seeing out on that pitch that I would feel sad to see go. Now, let's, let me just give you a scenario, right? Let's say that we were doing our podcasts 20 years from now and we were looking for players to speak to and we said, oh, let's, let's go back 20 years. Who should we speak to? Yeah. I couldn't be bothered to talk to yeah, any it, of them guys because they've not done yeah, anything. Yeah, but the thing is, they, they, they speak to us, though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they well, speak, they probably would. They speak to us. That's that's the thing. And I, listen, I agree. About? What would we talk yeah, about? Yeah, but, I, but no I, I agree. I think I agree. I agree. But I think I think there's 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 three or four players on that side. Loser, um, Sissoko to a degree. Pedro, yeah, Pedro definitely. Hernandez, hundred percent. Uh, you know, Ben Foster. All right, he's getting to the end of his career, but. He, he, he's been tremendous, and and, and I, I understand what you were saying. But listen, stop blaming the players. Stop blaming the players. But they're the guys that are kicking the ball around on a Saturday. Right, Justin, I get this, but stop blame, blaming the players completely. Blame the ownership. Blame what's going on upstairs. Blame the recruitment. Those players have all been put in that position. They've been put in that position. They haven't asked for the management. They haven't asked for the coaches around them. No, okay. but, like I, this, but, but Cole, like I said to you, they're picking up a very nice wedge of money. Every, yeah, I get that, but that's not week. their fault. That's not their fault, Justin. That's not their fault. That's right. It, 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 exactly the same situation. It's not their. It's not their fault. The players picking up a wage is not their fault. That's their job. You know, if me and you go and do it, if if me, if somebody comes to me and you, right, and said, "Here, boys, there's twenty grand a year to go and do your podcast," okay, and we were putting out the same shit week in and week out. It, it wouldn't be awful. It would be the people that keep turning up week in and week out or the people above us that keep investing. I, I and, just and, think, doing that. Uh, but then, so I said to you then, so what's the answer? And, and you were pointing they to... they got to go. they got to go. You were pointing to the director's box. Yeah, they got to go. The, the, so, the so owners you, have got to go. So you are now Potso out, are you? I, I, was, I was very much Potso... Uh, if, if somebody could say, right, listen to me, and I, and I mean this, if somebody could say to me that the Potsays will change their stance on things in the sense of give a manager an opportunity, give a manager time or, or build a team around a manager, I'm very much for them to stay. But they won't. Me and you agreed on that, didn't we? We did because they're right. setting their ways. That's okay. the thing. Right. So they're setting their ways. So, yeah, for me, they go. Okay. Well, I think I think... I said to you as well that if nothing changes, we will be playing similar standard football we will. with similar standard players in a division yeah. below next season. Yeah, and and then when we, when we lose to Luton next season, then then people will might start understanding what I'm saying because that that's a club that's on on a on a high. They're on a they're on a they're on a climb at the moment. We're not. We're our trajectory is down. Currently, it is down. No, our very much is so. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but all I right, just... guys, I love you. I've got to go back into the pub because I've had a really bad Sunday. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to this on my headphones inside, uh, somewhere nice and warm. But uh, right, lovely mate. speaking to you, and I'll, I'll speak to you all, all very soon. Yeah, see you later, Carlos. All right, mate.
All the best. No worries, mate. Okay, I'm going to... Uh, uh, Hemel, I don't know if you're with Carl or anywhere near him, but just distance yourself so we're not going to get any feedback or anything. Ed, I know you want to speak. Greg, I know you want to speak. Um, I'll probably bring Greg in next. Um, so, Greg, I'm going to bring you in next. But before you speak, mate, I just want to... Um, uh, have a quick look at a few five-word match reviews. Uh, Nat- Natasha Wright says, unbelievable start, sadly predictable finish. Um, Matthew 67 Ben, he says, Foster, Kiko, Cleverly were wank. Um, which, you know, <laughs> you, you may agree with that, you may not. Uh, let's see now. Mark of Watford says, played well, there's still hope. Chris Bone says, bugger shit. Piss bollocks, Hodgson. Um, Lee Johnson says, I'm ready for the championship. <laughs> I know they're great, some of these. Yeah, uh, if, if Hodgson these... called any of his children any of those names, I, I, that's, that's not something Yeah, that would be very unfair, wouldn't it? He probably, yeah, yeah and he put pronounce half of them. Um, Mike, Mikey Abraham says, stupid mistakes cost us again. Alan Ray says, this lot can't pass wind, which is quite good. Um, Someone, uh, Match Warn has put Kalu is never ever 24, which, um, yeah, he does look a little older than that, I've got to say. Uh, Greg, you should be able to speak now, mate. Um, Hebel, I'll bring you in shortly. If anybody else wants to speak, hit the request, bu- hit the request button and I will bring you in. Go on, Greg, it's over to you. You're on mute there, Greg. Afternoon, chaps. Hello. Afternoon. How are Hello. you? Frustrated, frustrated because without individual errors, I think we, we're getting something out of that game, you know. Um, just fr- frustrating because, you know, Arsenal hanging hanging on there at the end. You know, they're a good side. But we did okay. We did okay. That cleverly mistake for the second goal, I could see that mistake coming because he was dwelling on the ball on a number of occasions. You know, cleverly, yeah. cleverly's been a great servant to us, but there is time where you look at something and say, unfortunately, mate, you're just not good enough anymore. You're just, you're just not good enough at that level. Yeah. I, said, um, I said to Justin at half-time, um, it reminded me of, when, if you hear Gary Neville talk about coming to the end of his, his career, and he had a game against West Brom, and he was just absolutely roasted, and he just knew people running past him, and he couldn't even get close. And he yeah. suddenly realised he could not operate at that wavelength anymore. And unfortunately, yeah. I think that... that that looks like, you know, in the last few weeks, and there are several people, including people on here, who've been saying this for many months, and that's fine. But, uh, yeah, it really does look like old father time's got up with it. Yeah. yeah. I thought KMB looked good when he came on. I sort of get the substitution. I think Loser had lost his head, and I think Roy was thinking, I don't want a red card, I want him to play at Wolves. So I sort of get that. Um, I've got one bit of a conspiracy for you guys. Oh, go on. For the second game on the trot, Gino wasn't there. Now, he is always there, sat in the same seats, week in, week out. And that's two... Palace, he wasn't there. And today, again, he wasn't there. Was Duxbury there? Because he wasn't there up against Palace, Duxbury, was he? Duxbury was there today, um, looking very, very anxious, I have to say. Right. Um, so you're saying Gino yeah. wasn't there today. That's what you're saying, yeah? And he wasn't Gino there. wasn't... For the second game on the truck, Gino wasn't there. Now, I didn't realise that. Okay. Okay. Now, is that telling us something? I don't know. Um, don't know. I don't agree with Carl that they should go. You know, you, you, I looked the other day at the Wealth League in the, in the, in the Premier League 
And we, our wealth is only, only Delia Smith has got less dough than us. Right. And she's now, got quite a lot of dough as a cook. Yeah. 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 Now. <laughs> that wasn't a sentence I was expecting to hear today. <laughs> yeah. Now, in the, pre- in the championship, we're right up that wealth league, aren't we? We're right up there. Yeah, but in the Premier League, we're, our our pockets just aren't big enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I mean, Carl and I were having quite a strong discussion in the second half, which he alluded to when he came on there, and and it was you know basically along the lines of, I don't really have any emotional attachment to any of these players. I just don't. I don't really care yeah, about any of them. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no songs for them even. Yeah, J- Justin, them. that's because all our purchases are what I call in inverted commas spe- speculative purchases. They're all purchases to to sell and make a profit. Now and again, you have to make one purchase out there, like Brighton do, and pay big money for somebody not looking to make a, a profit. Yeah, and, a, and another point I've made to Peter and yourself in the past, Kutcho, JP10, um, at King, Dennis, all four of them are great forwards. They, they, they could be good forwards, not great, good forwards. Yeah, but what is their damn position? What I, you know, I've wow. watched every minute of every game this season. And I still don't know the answer to that question, what no. their positions are. No, no, and I agree. And that is a major, major problem. I think I think you make a great point. And something that we haven't even mentioned today is obviously was because it was a it was a spirited performance. There was more effort, there was more drive going forward throughout the ninety. I mean, because we'd seen, you know, from the Burnley game forward that we'll kind of try and stay in it till the last twenty minutes and then we might try and go and snatch something. But today we didn't have Sar, we didn't have King, which will be an no. interesting comment from uh, be, be be good to hear what uh, what people think about that. But there was certainly far more energy about it all throughout. But you're quite right. Those three players up front in Hernandez, uh, Dennis and Pedro were, you know, they, they all gave us something. They, you know, kind of, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. I thought I thought Pedro was kind of cheating a little bit in with that for the goal that, uh, you know, he's the reason why Samir had to come out because he wasn't covering his face in the first five minutes for their first mm-hmm. goal. Um, so I think he could have done a bit better job pushing backwards, but that's 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 a small uh, criticism on you know what he looks like from an attacking point of view. He really looks like he's growing into it, and yeah. I think you can see him moving more centre as he becomes more physically robust and more confident. Um, I agree with you about. Hernandez, but every time I think, oh, kind of Hernandez, he frustrates me. He comes out with some spectacular moments. He does something like that. But what? Is, yeah, what exactly. Are they, what, yeah. What, what are yeah, their positions? Gonna... Yeah. Peter, um, Peter, Peter you know more tactically than I do. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it, it was against it was against Burnley when um, oh no, totally like it was against Brentford when at one stage because under Ranieri he ended up with um, uh, King and Dennis up front and he had Pedro and um, no, he had Pedro up front. He had Dennis uh, wide left and he had uh, Hernandez right. So he had but he basically ended up with two centre-forwards playing wide and two wing players playing up. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the problem is they are very interchangeable. The, the thing that it comes down to me is you haven't got a spine 
in this team, or not? No, or if you if you do, it's no. incredibly it's incredibly flexible and not in a good way. Uh, because yeah. you took out you took out King today. I don't think we really noticed, um, and a lot of people have said you know uh, have been calling out King as you know as literally the Emperor's new clothes this season, and I've you know I, I've tried to defend him as as best I can, but he is he is declining, uh, big star, and some people at least came in today and tried to make a play for their for, for their for their shirts if not their position. Peter King played his best football for Bournemouth out on the wing. He's never been a he's never been a centre forward. He's uh, he's an oddity because he's got the he's got the physique to be able to kind of genuinely replace Feeney in terms of that centre role. But he is he's just flattering to deceive. Um, yeah. But he's also flattering to deceive out left because when he when he sits there, he you know he's not a, a left uh, a left sided attacker who tends to beat his player. He's not, you know, he's somebody who might get in at the back stick if it's gone down the right hand side, but he's not. He's not going to kind of open you up with a lot of creativity. And I think we've got better options down that left hand side, personally. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think it's just, uh, it's just a shame in terms of it getting away. Your point about today, we could have got a win, but for the mistakes, is also a microcosm of the whole season because the individual errors have have basically placed us in this this issue, you know, kind of where we are. I think at least we saw some energy. At least we saw some. Uh, uh, some drive, and also Sissoko in front of goal, not hammering it into the rookery, which was a nice change. Well, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's, that's a yeah. nice thing to see. Here at the famous Sloping Pitch Podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be okay. Sport Social. Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Ashley Blaker, and I'm hosting a new season of the comedy panel show, Never Write Off the Germans, in partnership with my diesel claim. Join me and my esteemed comedy guests as we discuss all that's ridiculous with the greatest show on earth this winter in a host nation with domestic football equivalent to the Isthmian League South. We'll guide you through the tournament covering everything that's funny with the countries taking part. Whether you're a diehard fan... Or an occasional bandwagon jumper just supporting your home nation until they're embarrassingly knocked out by Iran. Listen on the Sports Social Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. But remember, never write off the Germans. I'm gonna I'm keen to get some more voices on. Stay where you are, Greg. You're welcome to, to, to come back in. Um Hemel, I will come to you. Um I know you dropped off and you've come back. CPN, I will come to you as well. But Ed, you're next up over in Florida. Good morning, I guess, to you. Yeah, morning just about. How are we doing? Yeah, all right. Hey, Ed. Did you watch it? <laughs> I'm going to be honest here and say, no, I didn't. Um, right, okay. Yeah, I thought brunch uh, would be a much better idea with the wife uh, and it would make my Sunday more positive and productive all round. But, um, you know, I, I was keeping track of the results as they were coming in. Um, I you know, read uh, some very common themes that we've been seeing and saying throughout the season regarding um, individual errors, um, players not good enough, not working together as a team. Um, and what I'm really kind of um, 
very interested by is, is following the journey of each individual Watford fan on this podcast as we go through the weeks. You know, Carl, two weeks ago, or uh, whenever it was, absolutely smashed the opinion of, uh, of, of one Watford fan who said Pozzo has to go. Um, and this week has, has seemed to have gone 360 and, uh, yeah, he has. and can't well, see any way out. Yeah, yes, um, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you know, I, I, I find that you know really interesting. Um, what Greg just said there around Pozzo not being in the in the ground for the second week running is really interesting. Um, you know, to, to, to Greg's point around wealth, um, you know, Pozzo in the championship, yeah, it does look very wealthy. But also, how many other championship teams? Let's, let's look at the the, the debt table. Um, you know, as we've we've talked <laughs> about for the last few. Months, um, really, really concerning, particularly if the if the man is losing interest. Um, you know, he's not going to do an Abramovich and say, I'm out, but don't worry about repaying the debts. Um, you know, that is an owner who, take politics out of it, um, is doing it off of his own wealth and, and isn't interested in making money, um, isn't interested in losing money. Um, whereas Pozzo, the first thing he's going to do is recover everything that he can. So him not being there for the second week running, that's really concerning to me, uh, given given our trajectory and where we're going. Derby County uh, and their stories, uh, you know, becoming well, even more relevant, I think. Yeah. And I've yeah, just, I'm I've not, just I'm, seen I'm... someone join the listening uh, uh, list here that uh, I'm sure is probably going to be following me shortly and putting in his two cents, much to Greg's delight. Oh, oh, hello, Uncle. Right, well, listen, I'll tell you what we'll do. We've got a couple of requests here. Um, Watford NZ, I know you're there. Uncle Ron, I know you're there. But let's give CPN uh, a quick say, uh, and then we'll come to you guys. Uh, CPN, if you unmute yourself, we should be able to hear you. Hello. Hello, you all right, man? How are you all doing? Very good, mate. mate. Very good. What would you like to say? Mate, you know a special occasion when Circo actually managed to find the back of the net. But that's one for Pozzo we can take from today. Um, I think Carlos is an interesting one. I've been listening to these Twitch messages for a little while on Spotify. And uh, Carlos is obviously he's already having, having a nightmare bringing in uh, Luton Town next season. I don't fancy that. Um, but <laughs> it's yes, a possibility. It's a possibility. It really is. Well, okay, I think that's the I think that's the pint speaking for Carlos. I hope, but I will say this: uh, Carlos, he's he's done a big three sixty. It wasn't that long ago. The name escapes me. A gentleman, very well spoken guy, said about how he was Pozzo out. Carlos having no one of it. Following up from the previous gentleman just said, it's interesting to see how it's all turning around very very quickly. I, for one, haven't been following Watford for a massive amount of time. Obviously, I don't know what it was like before the Pozzos, but what I will say is something's got to change at the top here because the recruitment policy is poor. I think, as you say, the financial situation is a little bit of an interesting one. Um, touch on the players very quickly. I mean, Stoker actually scoring. Saar injured, of course, again, frustrating for us because we really do need him at this time in the season if we have any hope of going up. Cleverly, I've got to say, completely out of the depth today. He yeah. just can't move quick enough. He can't go around the ball. I don't want to say he's past the sale by date, but, you know, it's one of those things as a Watford fan, you get to expect the players that are coming into the Premier League or on their way out of the Premier League to come and play for us in the starting eleven. So that's one of those things. One last thing I'll say, Hassan Kamara, best in class today, put an absolute shift in, really showed some actual intent on the ball. And you can see his motivation is clear, not only when he's actually on the pitch, but on his social media and everything else. You've got to give respect to Hassan Kamara. But yeah, that's it for me, guys. I'll get down the bunker very soon. I'll, I'll say hello. Cheers, yeah, guys. Yeah, mate, listen, uh, listen. Great call. 
What a great uh, guest. Come on anytime, mate. And yeah, definitely see you down the bunker and uh, we'll have a beer with you. Thank you for coming on. Please come on again. That was excellent. Absolutely. It it was a great call about Kamara because he does put in a shift. He does wear his heart on his sleeve. And I mean, you know, there have been other players, but, you know, I mean, Tommy Mooney is one who, who immediately springs to mind, who would play, but you would see physically the effort he was putting in. wasn't the smoothest play, but you'd know the commitment. And Kamara absolutely gives you that. So in 20 years' time, when you're looking for a guest, go and get him, Hassan Kamara. Yeah, he could be the one, absolutely. Um, Mm. Hemel, I know you're hanging on, mate, and I know you're hanging on as well, Oz. I will bring you in, but let's bring in Uncle Ron now. Uh, Hello. Hello. You've converted Carlos. Ah, yeah, you converted yes. Carl, yeah. Yes. Well, I, mi- <laughs> I missed that bit. What did you actually say? I'm, I didn't miss that. Well, Carl has kind of... We, me and Carl were sitting next to each other at the game and the, the conversation turned to the ownership and uh, he's come on uh, a few minutes ago as well and said he might be turning towards the fact that the, the, the ownership is the problem and that maybe it is time that the Potsos went. Um, that's where we are with that. So, yeah, he was very much against that two or three weeks ago, but it looks like he may have turned. Yes. And, you, you turned him to the dark or the light side. We haven't decided which. And yeah, Ed, we're not sure which is the dark or the light side, yeah. And Mr Ed Stead said that Pozzo wasn't at the game today again. Is that correct? He wasn't there? This is what we've heard. Well, that's that was heard. Greg. That was Greg. Yeah. Well, if true, that that's a shocking thing to hear, and there's no excuse unless there's a an emergency in the you know in the family. There's no excuse for not being at the fixture. So, you know, we have to find out more about that. But um, Pozzo appointed Hodgson, and that substitution today is probably the worst in uh, the forty odd years I've supported Watford. And it didn't go down very well, did no, it? No, no, it's, it's ridiculous. And I'll make one point about the game, and then I'll get on to the owner. Having Tom Cleverley play in 2022 will cost us relegation, just as having Adrian Mariapa regularly playing uh, in 2020 cost us relegation. They shouldn't be at the club full stop. Their legs have gone. But that's enough about mm. the game. Um, the... It's a disaster. The owner, he needs, Pozzo needs to move his office out of the training ground, appoint a young, progressive, currently employed manager with a record of success and leave him alone for three years. That's the only hope. And if he doesn't want to do it, then the fans need to pressure him to sell the team because we're, this is a disaster we're heading towards. And as, what? as Ed Stead said... I think there could be a Derby County situation. I've said it to you gentlemen before. I think it's you have. a possibility. I've what got I would say to you is, uh, which which manager, which of these managers would come in, given the fact that they look as if they two two or three games away from the sack? Oh, you're right. They come in. No one would come in. That's my point. If, if, if Pozzo says, look, I'm, I'm not going to interfere. I'm going to move my office out the training ground. I'm going to leave you alone. Then... They would come in, but at the moment, no chance. You're quite right. And that's on the owner, and that's why, that's why I'm saying if he doesn't do it, he should put the club up for sale. It's time to speak up. Mm. It's time to speak up. I, I've said a, a number of times, and hey, Rupert, um, that you, you can be grateful to the Pozzos 
but concerned about the way forward. And I think most people are seeing themselves like that. They don't have to be opposites. You don't have to be for or against. You can be sure, grateful for sure, what they've done, but still sure. concerned in terms of where we're going. Yeah. The, the question the question I would ask is, and I, I don't disagree with you about wanting to bring in a, a, you know, a young manager who's going to come in and, and, and do But the one thing, obviously, we know that's been the case is that they've, they've struggled to recruit the best person in play. We've also had, you know, since since GT in 87 and again when he kind of moved on from 2000, we've had managers to that profile who have been, shall we say, uninterfered with at a, at a kind of a director of football kind of level. And we haven't seen anything like the success that we've had over the last 10 years. Now, I appreciate that it's, you know, the last three years has not been the, the cherry high at that time. But we've not seen that repeated level of success. So I think identifying who that person would be and identifying a model that really is going to kind of come in and support him is important. But I think we do have to be careful what we wish for. You don't just say getting the guy in and, and whatever happens in the next three years, he goes completely uncontested. I think I think we need to make sure it's the right appointment, but that doesn't change. But I just think the model has had some things go right for it. I think we're just at the tail end of it. And well, I disagree, actually. I think that Marco Silva is the correct appointment. And but Marco Silva... Can I finish? Can I finish? Please do. Go on. Thank you. Thank you. He was lured away by Everton. But Watford did receive a great deal of compensation for him. And Marco Silva, I think we can agree, should be credited for approving Rich- Richarlison to such an extent that he became a fifty million pound player. Now, if you're, a, let's say you're a you're a man, obviously, right? I'd rather have last be- time I looked. All right, I'd rather have a beautiful young girlfriend <laughs> who other men would covet, as opposed to having a very ugly girlfriend who's. I'm going to try not to be misogynistic in any way, so I won't mention age. You'd rather have a beautiful partner than an ugly partner that nobody wants. And it feels like since um, Everton lured Pozzo, uh, sorry, Silver away, we have to have all the the, uh, the equivalent of the ugly women as our head coaches. That's an interesting analogy, <laughs> I've got to say. My, the, the, the response has got to be is that, for me... Actually, Marco Silva was the manager who proved the Pozzo's right because they they tend to look at the people in the head coach position and they yes. at the time called yes. head coach, obviously, and as as there will be two outcomes: either somebody will you know they will do well and somebody will come and post them, therefore yes. you know a maximum of two years, or you'll have somebody who's uh, you know not working and trying to remove them from the club setup with the minimum fuss of financial disruption and disruption to the coaching side of it was was what was wanted i think part of where where the potsos have fallen down is they kind of moved away from their own model because it wasn't just the head coach coming in it was the head coach and you know suddenly a number of back staff would would come in and so every time we changed it the continuity went for a complete ball of chalk but you know proven them completely wrong well they've had to pay out money rather than getting compensated so they were compensated six million by Everton for taking silver. Instead, Watford hire these horrendous managers who uh, have to be paid off. As um, Neil Warnock said, the Watford manager is uh, is the best job in the world because you get a year's pay for three months' work. Mm. I think there there are elements on both sides of this. I think absolutely. 
Um, stay where you are, Rupert. I'm keen to get a few more voices in, but you're, you're welcome to stay where you are. Um, sure. Kemal, I know you're there. Ian Bacon, I know you're there. Let's go to Oz. How are you, Oz? Oh, the fellas are. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty hey, good. I'm, I'm, hi there. Can you hear me? Yes, we can, can mate. Yes. Oh, cool. cool, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm only. I've only just started watching the game. I'm just 13 minutes in, so I've seen the Hernandez goal. I know the no. result, but. No, but I'm don't bother. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know the result don't already. Watch but, uh, no. You can tell you, you. None of you guys. Have, I've been listening to you guys. No, no one's mentioned the score, but I can tell we lost anyway. But which isn't a surprise. But I think my problem with with the board, and I've said this from day one that the board's a problem, is that we take, for example, our left back Kamara, who's amazing. I think um, we, the manager that asked for a left back was Ivic. And it's taken this long to get that player in. You know, their their strategy is to bring in players on the cheap and then sell them for a profit. And we're not a football club. We're a, a player trading club. Because whenever we want, whenever yes. we, want, we need a player, we don't get the ones we want. We get the ones who might do something and be able to sell for a profit. Because I look at someone like... Um, Javi Gracia, when he was manager, we played with a narrow midfield and they spent 30 million on Saar. You know, that's, mm. and Saar never, Sa never got a look in because he's a wide player. And then Gracia goes and then eventually Saar comes on, he becomes our best player. But he wasn't a player that we ever wanted or ever needed at that time. And now he mm. becomes a, an essential player. And if the board carry on buying players that the manager or the team don't need, of course, we're going to be in this position. That's what's happened, and so the, the yeah the board they need to really have a look at themselves and change their strategy. Damn, I'm getting a phone call. Do, do you and, think um, they will though? Do you think they will? I think they're a bit stuck in their ways. I, I don't think they actually will change their strategy. I think that is their strategy, and there's no deviation from that. I think we might have lost you. Was yeah, um, oh, it's great call, sir. Oh, you're there. Oh, it's oh, great call. I think I think the left back, of course, and and everybody can collectively groan when I now say obviously they did also bring in Danny Rose. Um, that didn't really work out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, no, it, but it's an absolute reasonable shout, and I think also it'd be interesting to see Ron's thought on this. Is is there has been three technical directors that we've had? We've had Gianluca Nani, we've had Giraldi, and now we've got Giretta. Um and Nani who was actually a former coach himself, he was at Brescia before, actually had an understanding of the game. Giraldi and Giretta are both have both played, but I don't believe they've, they've managed on, on the continent. You know, director of football is a position in and of itself, and that's what they've sort of done. There certainly seems to be a disconnect between what what is seemingly needed and required by the by the coach in terms of gaps in the, in the squad and who actually comes in. Uh, that's certainly something that needs uh, needs addressing. Yeah, right. Mm. Cool. I mean, the other, the other the other thing that, that was a, the other thing that was a concern for me was um, I in my company I do a lot of interviewing, and if I kept bringing players people in and then they kept getting fired, I'd be the one being looked at, not the people being fired. You know, and yes, that, that's something. 100%. That, that's a, that's something that no one ever looks at. All these pundits keep going, oh, what they keep sacking these managers. It's, it's the recruitment policy again, not just with players, but with, with coaches as well. That's the problem. I agree. Well, it, it, people it, it, say it, it, we're bad at sacking managers. 
Yeah, you're actually good at it. It's hiring that with Banner. This was the discussion I was having with Carl because I said, you know, at the end of the day, those players that are being paid a lot of money on the pitch there aren't doing it. And he sort of said, but it's the people above that are bringing them in. Um, And I said, but if I was a player and I was earning quite a nice sum of money, I wouldn't really care who the manager was. And so you've now got a load of players there that aren't necessarily playing for the manager, which is never a good thing. They're just sort of playing, I don't know, there's no connection in that team that I can see. There's no team spirit. There's no, the spine, someone mentioned the spine. I think it was you, Peter. Um, There's no spine in the team at all. There's no goalkeeper, key central midfielder key central defender or anything like that it's it I, I just don't know there's something it feels broken and I can't put my finger on why it feels broken um but it does Ian's having a few connection issues by the looks of things there you are Ian how are you Ian. good afternoon Justin sorry my, uh, my phone wasn't connecting how are you very good mate yeah not bad what do you want to say mate well, um, first off, I think there's been some great comments and some great content on here tonight from, from everybody, and I, I agree with what, what Ed said especially. Um, in terms of the game, um, uh, the second half, um, but as per my five-word review, really frustrating. That firstly, yesterday, all the results went our way, um, but also with Arsenal... Um, good as they are going forwards, I think they're there for the taking at the back. I don't think their back fours is as good as everybody thinks it is. And But we just didn't didn't offer anything to them, really. And I, I completely agree with you, Justin, about the um, who, who's the uh, who's the terrorist hero at the moment. Um, because we just we just don't have one, really, do we? So, um, yeah, all in all, frustrating, I guess. The fact that everybody else lost yesterday means we're not too disadvantage we're still at the same position we were at three o'clock yesterday afternoon um, and on the um the pozo in pozo out um scenario i'm uh, i currently got splinters of the fence that i'm sitting on so i'm not quite sure which way i which way i go on it but but what what i will what i will say is that the silence is deafening and and that's that's got to change absolutely absolutely could uh, a quick question just before you pass it over to somebody else uh, uh, there, Justin. But uh, Rupert, you mentioned when you said you need to go and get a manager who is in work at the moment. Is there a manager you would have in mind as to who you would go for? I've got two that I've, that I've called out previously, but I wonder what yours were. No, I don't have an answer. I'm so disillusioned with football. Um, I only watch Watford now. I can't bear to watch football and follow, follow other teams. So I'll listen to your input on that. No, I well, did in the past, but not, not not now. No, well, well. I mean, I played devil's advocate with you there earlier on because I, I, I don't disagree with you in terms of we need to have somebody. We need to have something with some, some future... Um, uh, some future scoping for it, uh, and for me, the two examples, and I don't think we'd have a, we'd get them in a month of Sundays because one, we, you know, we won't go and do it. Would be, would be Potter at, at Brighton and Hasenhutl at um, at Southampton. Both have had, you know, I mean, Hasenhutl has had a number of players sold from out from under him, but still keeps coming back, even when he's, you know, beaten nine nil by by Leicester. He's still coming back with with, you know, kind of uh, uh, putting together squads together. And I think that the the, the job over three years that you've seen Potter to do at uh, 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 Brighton and Ostersons beforehand would be uh, would, would be something. So somebody in their ilk. The, pl- the manager I would go and get 
would be, and this we might see Zinkanag will come back. And I can't remember his name for the life of me. Is the guy who is at Bodo Glimt in Norway? Um, a lot of teams are, are looking to try to get him. Uh, he was he previously had a whole host of good Norwegian players playing who weren't seen as anything beforehand, and then they kind of went and won the uh, the Norwegian league for the first time. That'd be my thoughts. I agree with what about Potter and Hasselbeek's people because they're really good examples of where they come into their respective clubs, haven't set the world on fire the first season and have had some 9 nils like you allude to, but the board haven't done a knee-jerk reaction and got rid of them. They've stuck with them and then look where they are now. Very true. Very good. Yeah, very good points. Um, Hemel, let's try and get you in. Hopefully you can uh, you can speak now and you are connected. Hello, Hemel. Hey, Emil. Go on, mate. How you doing? Uh, yeah, go good. on. What did you think of today, um, then, mate? I, I, I actually said the last game, I said about consistency, and uh, I don't think it happened today. Let's be honest. Um, um, I think, you know, overall, I think we played a good game. Um, but I just, you know, that cleverly mistake really hit us quite hard. Um, quite disappointed with that. Um and you know what Carl said? I actually agree a bit, you know. So I'm just yeah. I'm I, yeah. I'm just saying I'm just saying what I feel. I feel a bit I feel a bit like uh, disengaged from the club. You know what? You know what? What we've got going forward? What what is happening? You know, on the pitch it's 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 looking quite bleak, and um, off the pitch I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Um, it, it's quite well. Yeah, I think it's quite. Upsetting. What would you do, Hemel? So, what do you what do you think the answer is then, Hemel? As Carl said, I think even you said even is we need a fans forum. I think we need where you know the fans are speaking their mind against against the club and just questioning. Because I remember, I remember, I went to the fans forum when we got to the FA Cup final and Javi Garcia. And even, um, you know, Duxbury said, we're going to try our hardest to get the FA Cup final. And we actually did. And just some, mm. j- I just need some clarity because I, d- I feel disengaged. We're paying, we're paying good money here. And I think we need, we need a good, like, just something to, just to lead us. I, lead, I, yeah. Some direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Hebel. I mean, the thing is, we have actually um, reached out to the club to say, if you don't want to do a fans forum, then come on one of our podcasts yes, where yeah, we will we will give you questions that are sent in by our listeners, and you know you, you can you, we'll, we'll, we won't be um, harsh on you. We'll let you have your yeah. say. They don't want to do it, mate. They don't want to do it. I think they only want to do these sort of things when times are good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think they don't want to do it because they're concerned that a a certain kind of just a a snapshot of of the conversation will get, you know, taken and used against them. And I know that that is the case because I've done exactly that to them. But Scott Peter, Dutchbury did come out and say we need to we need to go back to what we're doing. We need to sign young players. We need to stop signing, uh, you know, pr- established Premiership footballers who don't fit the club. And two weeks later, he went and signed Danny Rose. And then but he, my my answer to that, Soko. my answer to that is and will always be: you are the chairman. Yeah. So when 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 a, a prime minister breaks an election pledge, rightly people will say, "Well, hang on, you said we were going to do this. Why are we doing that?" You, at the end of the day, you are the chairman. 
and of our club, of which we as fans are the biggest stakeholder. So we we would like to talk to you. We would like to give I've, you our I've opinion. Got say, you're not I've got to say as well. I've got to say during the game when we when we substitute lo- loser for Kiembe, I think that really shifted the game and it shifted the fans' um, perspective of the game really badly on in the, in the worst way possible. To be fair. Um, it was it was from attacking it, to defensive because loser. But is it's a, been a while since. Yeah, it, it's been a while since the substitution was booed yeah, at Vicarage yeah, Road. It's I, been a I, long I really time. Think it, it's not in a good. It wasn't in a good light. It was really bad, and I, I agreed with it because loser he, he's been a great. You know, seen. I, I went to Aston Villa away, and he played really well. And even you know today he played really well. I just can't see why you would substitute attacking midfielder for a defensive midfielder when we're losing. I, I just don't see it. I really don't see it. That's my opinion. You know, whatever people want to say, that's it. But that is... Uh, it was odd. No, no. Well, I think everybody agrees with you, but the crowd agrees with you because there was a big boom yeah, when but, that happened. Yeah, so. it's just, Absolutely. It's, it, honestly, I can't see it. Um, but that's my say. Um, today, you know... Overall, it was good. That bicycle kick from Cucho, the best. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. But I, I knew no. from there it might have gone downhill, and it did. And that's just my uh, yeah. my opinion of of how we're playing at the moment. Um, and yeah, so yeah. that is it, really. Well, I, I think you're right, Hemel. No, I think you're right. Thanks for thanks for coming no, on, mate. Fine. Nice to be yeah, cool, here. Mate. But I need to go. What's I need to go back in the pub like Carl. Uh, so. Guys, yeah, I think you, everyone. Does. I leave you here, yeah. and I just leave it on that note. Honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I, honestly, the, the, the fight in the first half, I think I'm, but cleverly really let us down. Um, I'm really disappointed with that. And you know, we go, we go on to next two away games, and all I got to say is we pick up more, more like points away than we do at home. So I've, I've got more hope away wow. from home than we do at, you know, at home. So. That's how it's been going, yeah. Hemel. Absolutely. So, let's see what we've All got. Right, mate. So, yeah. yeah. Love you guys. Thank you, Hemel. Love what you do. Thank you, Thank mate. Thank you, mate. Nelly, you're through. Hi, chaps. How's it going? You're hey, right? Nelly. Yes, mate. Yes, not bad. What would you like to uh, say? Yeah, it's just really looking ahead to next season now. Let me, let's let's have this right. We are going to be part of our trade in the, in the Championship next season. Um, it's just really it going off that a, just looking at a candidate for next season. Um, for me, there's only one one candidate and it's the question is whether the owners will buy this guy of his contract and that's Neil Critchley at Blackpool he's done a fantastic job there um, he has come he came from Liverpool so obviously under the tutelage of, ah. of Jurgen Klopp um, right and he's got he was he was the one who took the game against Aston Villa with the kids when they were out during the World that's Cup right, yeah, that's right yeah that's right so yeah. Um, again yeah, I think he's probably tied into a you know three-year contract or something, but I certainly feel that, you know, again, he, he fits, for me, he fits the profile of someone we should be looking at. Um, and, you know, rather than kind of go for the old kind of Alan Kerbishy style managers, um, we need to be someone who's, you know, forward-thinking, you know, done it at the championship level, because we all know next season, let's have this right, um, it's going to be a struggle. You know, those thinking it's going to be all sort of sweets and lollipops next season, like it was last season of the championship is not going to be the case at all. Um, you know, no, think our squad our squad's gonna be, 
you know, I mean, thinking about the lineup today, how many of those players would you want playing next season? And those players we were prepared to, you know, sort of go to Rotherham on a Tuesday night. You know, there's not many of those who are going to fancy it. Um, so that's really my sort of two pennies worth about, you know, sort of looking ahead for, for next season. Well, I mean, I suppose it depends which division we're going to be in. Let's be honest, it's not going to be the Premier League. I, I can't see us staying up now. I, I don't think that's me being defeatist either. I actually think we are not playing well enough to stay in the Premier League. So, yeah, I suppose it's interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about, you know, who would we be replacing Roy for next season. Well, we, um, can't, we can't have him in next season. I, mean, I, thought I read some, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but Someone thinking Hodgson will be good next season. I mean, come on, you know. That, I mean, I think you know, season ticket sales would go would go through the absolute floor. I mean, it'll be going back yeah. to the days of you know five six thousand people. You know, the old days of standing under the scoreboard. You know, watching Grimsby at home on a you know yeah. on a cold wet Tuesday night. You know, we've got to we've got to well, start looking you know looking forward and looking you know giving like like Rupert said, giving someone you know time to you know to sort of forge their own ideas, but. Where that's going to happen, you know, unlikely. But I'd just like to see some sea change from the, you know, from the hierarchy downwards. Like like we've said previously, though, as well, Roy will be well. He's seventy four now, I think, isn't he? And you know, yeah. he, he probably is looking forward to pottering around the garden centres again, um, rather than <laughs> managing a team. So I don't, I don't honestly think he'll be anywhere near managing a team next season. Uh, hopefully the planning is going ahead now, you would hope, uh, as to whomever is going to be leading us next season. You would hope that's um, happening. Someone did say they saw Chris Hewton, um <laughs> a couple of games recently, which worried me enormously. I think um, he was scouting for Newcastle, I believe. Well, let's hope that's the case because, um, yeah, I don't really like his style of football. I think what we'll do is we'll we'll probably um, wrap this up now because um, yeah, I, as much as I would like to continue this on, I think we probably have exhausted this for now. Um, so I'm going to uh, wrap up. Thank you very much, everybody, for coming on. It's been lovely having you um, come onto our Twitter space. This will be up on our podcast, hopefully later on this evening, if not tomorrow. So if you want to re-listen, then you can. If you want to join in after the next match, Make sure that you do. We'll be here then. So it'd be um, lovely to hear from you again. In the meantime, um, thank you very much. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, to our YouTube channel and to everything else. Make sure you do the same for You Warns TV. Um, Peter does some good content on there as well. So make sure you uh, follow Peter on all the social channels and especially on YouTube. I'm going to disappear now. Um there we go. That's the end of, of the spaces. Uh, two, three was the final score. Let's, uh, let's see how we go onwards and upwards. Until next time, my friends, yawns. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. 
If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.